0: You're listening to LeBeau's Life Lessons, where we believe that you can change if you truly want to. Listen and take notes from our dynamic host, LeBeau Colbert. You're sure to learn something you didn't know. Remember to follow and share this message with someone you love. Now, on to the show. Welcome to LeBeau's Life Lessons, and today we are going forward with our series called Psychological Warfare. This broadcast is available everywhere you listen to podcasts. And so if you wanna hear more about the other topics we went over, go ahead and follow me. But I'm excited about our topic today. All right, so our topic today is the four most common manipulation tactics and their objectives. The four most common manipulation tactics and the objectives. And if we have enough time, I'm going to give you a bonus number five. If you are new here, lately we've been going over a series called Psychological Warfare, where basically I'm going to expose a lot of, mind games that people play in different arenas in life from our groups, our friend groups, our families, our social groups, our work environment, what is really happening behind the scenes and in the minds of people who use these games, how to identify them and how to counteract them. And so we went over the 13 signs you're being manipulated the three types of manipulators, and today we're going over the four most common manipulation tactics and objectives. Uh, Next uh, couple of weeks, we're going to go over the most common phrases manipulators use and what their actual meanings are, and we're going to end off with ways to spot lies and interrogate liars. So if you're into that type of thing, stick with us. We have a lot of back and forth going on. Hey guys. Um, we have a lot of back and forth that goes on throughout the show. I'm listening, I'm watching. I'm you know, I want to hear you guys' feedback and to share that enlightenment with the rest of the listeners and watchers. So chime in. I want to hear what you guys have to say, especially because I'm going to be asking questions. So, if you're ready to feed your mind, let's get ready. Um, And I just want to say a quick shout out to all of the men who listen to me because um, you just have to be a certain kind of man to love wisdom and knowledge and to pursue that with your whole heart because you are a rarity. You are the type of man that doesn't associate reading and research and seeking wisdom with women and femininity actually is a very um, rare trait of strength and it is very good for your life and for the lives of people around you. And so if you're the type of man who is interested in learning then you have found the right place if you're the type of man who hates reading who hates reading who hates seeing women learning who hates seeing women sharing wisdom you're in the wrong place because there's lots and lots of those and you can find a lot of people who who love doing that but this isn't the place for it. this is for people who love wisdom yeah, some of them do, though. Some of them do. Would you, would you be surprised to know that the largest consumers of self-help genre is women? That actually, statistically, more men write self-help books, but more women are the ones who actually are listening to those men. So it's not, even though these, a lot of these books that help people grow, and change are directed towards men many of the times, they're not the ones actually listening to them. They're not seeking out that information. This is the reason why when you look at a lot of male influencers and pastors and, and philosophers, when you look around them, who do you see sitting in the audience? It's women. When it's about money and strategy, it's men. But when it's about wisdom and personal growth, It's women in the audience. There's a reason for that. This is why I said it's rare for a man to listen to the things that I have to say. Okay, okay. All right, let's get started. I love a man who loves wisdom. I love a man that loves research, that loves to dig, that loves to just learn for the sake of learning. I love that. Okay. Somebody said, I'm reading the 48 Laws of Power right now. I recommend all of Robert Greene's books, even though... I don't agree with every point of view Robert Greene takes, his many of the, much of the research that he does is quite valuable. All right, let's get started. Okay, so today I'm going to, I'm just going to read examples. Throughout this series, I've been reading examples like hypothetical situations, and you just give me feedback of what you think about this situation. These are not about anybody that I know. I'm using made-up names and I'm giving made-up stories, but they are somebody's story, okay? I just wanna say that to start. All right, let's go with the first common manipulation tactic. All right, y'all listen so that y'all don't tell me to say it again, okay. All right, first example, Trisha and Ryan. Trisha is a college student and single mother in a new town. She doesn't have a car and has to ride the bus to attend classes. Ryan, her classmate, offers to give her rides to class, to the classes they share. Trisha gratefully agrees. After a few weeks, they begin to date. Ryan becomes very hands-on, assisting with anything Trisha has, has a need for. On summer break, Ryan says he's going to visit his family, but will be back soon. Suddenly, Ryan is unreachable. He doesn't call her or text. He doesn't respond to her text until days later but is posting lots of pictures and videos online. Trisha still is without a car and is struggling again. After six weeks, Ryan returns. Trisha is so relieved that he's back. She forgets everything about Ryan practically ghosting her the entire time he was gone. Unfortunately, Ryan's not able to help Trisha as much as he used to. He's gotten a lot more busy but he still comes over late at night a couple times a week. What is Ryan doing to Trisha in this scenario? So what type of tactic, what type of manipulation tactic is Ryan using? This is a common manipulation tactic, one type of scenario, but common strategy. Just to recap, Trisha is a college student, she's a single mom. Ryan says, "Hey, I can help you." very helpful hands on He goes out of town, he's kind of ghosting her, comes back now he's busy a lot, and uh Trisha is is kinda on a back burner now. He's only available at nighttime. (laughs) I see some good stuff coming in. All right, let's see what people have to say. Someone said, love bombing. Someone said, bait and switch. Someone said, it's called, my wife is at home. Elaborate on that. Someone says, getting her hooked to his aid so he will chase him, bingo. Someone said, he's got back with his ex. Someone says be aware of the helping hand. Boom boom boom. Y'all are getting it now. Someone says playing on her need to feel like she belongs. Uh-huh. Someone says gaslighting and someone else says I wouldn't know what it would be called, but just he's got communi sorry. He's not communicating. He doesn't want to. <laughs> All right. So basically, a lot of you hit it right on the head. Um He's using a helpful tactic, the helpful tactic, okay? This is categorized by being hot and cold, okay? Usually they use future faking, so they will paint a picture of the future you're gonna have together. They make that so big that you basically um, let everything slide under the radar when you really shouldn't. I'll touch on that just a little bit more. I don't want to lose that. Um, What they typically do is they seek out needy people. And the objective of that, let me go back and say that again. They seek out needy people, people who need help or validation. The objective is trying to get you to want to please them and to have power over you. They want to get you dependent on on them, so that's what you have to avoid. You cannot depend on these people. So you want to get away from this type of person. Now I know how hard that can be, and I just want to backtrack a little bit. When I say uh, they can make the future so big and bright, and it's not just the future, it's the present, because they're helping you, right, you know, um, they're helping you. So it makes it so that you make excuses for the wrong that you see. So when people say, well, didn't you see the red flags? It's kind of like the red flags are a needle in a haystack of lies. The red flags are in a needle of a haystack of love bombing. So you have all of this distraction going on you can't see those red flags because, well, you see them, but you're like, "Uh, okay, but they have all of this going on. Nobody's perfect. And so when you have that mindset of making excuses for this person because this person is helping you out, this is how you get trapped. This is how you get what that guy said is the bait and switch what ryan is is doing he's over there playing around with whoever He that's why he's not available it's not that he's busy he's he's busy with somebody else that's what he's busy with okay meanwhile trisha is sitting there over there acting single not entertaining any other options and she's still um trying to figure out when ryan is going to pay her attention again and now that she wants she she relied on him so much. Now she's just she's not going to give him a problem because she's like, I really need this guy. I better not give him a problem or he's going to discard me. She got comfortable with the help. OK, let me. Um Someone says when he was helping her the first time, his wife thought he was on a business trip. (laughs) This is another common scenario, okay? This is why a lot of people say, how can this person have a double life? Because they told one person, this is my business. I'm going to be gone a lot. You have to support me if you don't understand that I'm going to be busy sometimes and we can't roll together. So, yeah, that's when they have a problem. Someone said emotionally needy in younger people. Yes, emotionally needy and financially needy. So these people are often the sugar daddy type also that is looking for the emotionally um, lacking and intellectually lacking, experience lacking, financially lacking, a person who is lacking. They're looking for a female that is lacking. And when a lot of these women look at themselves, they don't think they're lacking. They feel like they're a baddie because in our culture, they don't they they see what they have exterior wise. They don't feel like they are lacking. But see, somebody who's manipulative that is years beyond you and has played this game so many times, has seen it played played out so many ways. They know exactly where you're lacking and that is your downfall and that's their advantage. Someone says you're enabling them. Someone says, he's playing on her insecurities. All of these are right. Someone says, he did such and such, so I'll excuse him when she should hold better standards for accountability, right. So yeah, that's, that's what's going on. Okay, good job, everyone. You guys, y'all already know. Make somebody else tap in that, that you feel like needs this. Okay, moving on, let's go to the next tactic. I think a lot of you are gonna get this one. Someone says she isn't aware she has options. Yes, Trisha thinks that Trisha being a single mom, you know, nine times out of ten, she came out of a bad situation. And sometimes those young women are so beat down emotionally and and vulnerable in that time. Uh, people seek them out as prey and their children, actually. And um, they don't feel like they have options. They they may be beautiful inside and out, but they're so damaged. All they see is somebody who's nothing, someone who's worthless. Why? Because that's what they were told. That's how they were made to feel. And someone else said her self-esteem is very low. So she's just looking for some guy who's the nicest guy who's treating her nice. Rob probably because her, uh, you know, baby's father is treating her like trash. So any guy that's decent towards her is amazing. I never had a guy like this before. No one ever treated me this well. You know. Yeah, I have a YouTube channel. It's LeBeau LLC. All right, let's roll. The next example is Jeremy and Christina. And not all of these are going to be relationship examples, by the way. Jeremy and Christina. Jeremy and Christina work together and have been friends for a couple of years. Jeremy has expressed feelings for Christina, but she doesn't feel the same. Jeremy says he understands, but often flirts with Christina whenever they're alone. Fast forward a few months, Jason, a new employee in their department is chatting with Christina one day. Jeremy walks by and it appears that they're having a good time together. Jeremy blurts out, Look like, looks, looks like your boobs are mesmerizing this guy. Christina and Jason are speechless. Did she tell you she got her chest done last summer? Before that, what were you, at A cup? He chuckles loudly. Jason tries to laugh it off, but is visibly embarrassed. Christina says, Jeremy, stop it. Why are you saying this right now? At this point, Jeremy can see that Christina is shaken and angry, but he continues. Why are you trying to hide what you've done to your breast? I think they look great. You should be proud. Christina storms off in anger as Jeremy continues to laugh. Later, Christina calls Jeremy to tell him how hurt and embarrassed she was by his actions. She had never seen this side of Jeremy and was confused about where this energy was coming from. Jeremy accused Christina of being too sensitive and that it was just a joke. He instructed her to go put her ego in check and he called her a diva. What tactic is Jeremy employing here? What tactic is Jeremy employing here? Someone uh, commented on the last thing. They said exactly she is in a bad situation which has made her vulnerable, needy, and insecure. That's right. Someone said, man, he's getting fired. Someone said, passive aggressive, controlling, and insecure. Someone said, gaslighting, boom, 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 boom. Yes, gaslighting. Someone said, body shaming, blocking, and gaslighting, all three. Someone said, sabotage. Someone says, he tried to devalue her, right. Someone else says, he don't want nobody to get her, boom. Yes. Um, Someone else says, putting someone down to make themselves look better. So Jeremy basically wants Christina. Christina doesn't want him back. He doesn't take no for an answer. He's the type of guy that thinks that probably feels like, how dare she not want me? Look at me. You know, so this is why he continues to pursue her regardless of what she has said. Now that another guy looks like he's showing any kind of interest towards her, he's shooting her down because he doesn't know anything about the new guy. Right. He only knows about Christina. So he's putting her down to turn the other guy off. But he doesn't realize that all he's doing is turning Christina off to him. Now, he turns around and says, oh, you're being too sensitive. You're just being a diva. Um, So he's doing that to what? Gaslight her. Someone says, bottom line, jealous. That's right. Someone else says, if he can't have her, no one can. Um, Someone said, one trip to HR and he's done. Right. So he is calling her all of these things just to distract from what the real core of the issue is. Now, if Christina Christina being in this situation, she's probably confused because she's like, here's this guy who's been my friend all this time at work. I've never seen this side of him. So, in Christina's mindset, she may, you know, I don't know, she could just let this slide and and think, well, you know, he's never acted like this before, you know. It's one of those act out of character? No, they're not acting out of character, okay? You didn't know their true character the whole time. He wasn't acting out of character at all. He was being himself. The mask slipped, okay? Someone says, deflecting by belittling, Uh uh-huh. Trying to invalidate her legitimate feelings. He's pathetic. He needs to grow up and be happy for her, right? So um, the way that you can tell somebody is gaslighting you and using this type of tactic is they use backhanded compliments. Like, oh, you, you look good with your flat behind cell. Oh, you look good for a big girl. Or you look good for a dark skin. Or, oh, you're you're cute um, with your big forehead itself, you know? Um... You know, I love I like your nappy hair or something like that. You know, they they try to insult you at the same time, they're so to speak complimenting you. And then when you call that out for the rudeness that it is, they say, Why are you why are you um why are you being uh sensitive? Why are you overreacting? Why are you why can't you take a joke? Right? Someone said it's called throwing shade. That's right. Um, so this person typically feels like you have ill intentions so this can also be in an envious situation when someone is envious of you they feel like your intentions are bad this is the reason why they feel okay with treating you badly behind your back this is why they're okay with backstabbing because they don't really think you're a good person deep down they think you are ill intentioned just like they are so when He says, oh, it looks like, Jeremy said, oh, it looks like your boobs are mesmerizing him. He's thinking, oh, she got her boobs done so guys could pay attention to her, so guys could be lusting after her and fawning after her. Okay, this is the reason why, again, they justify their attacks. Um, They veil their insults as jokes to sow doubt about you into other people's minds. Again, when they're throwing these insults, they're trying to embarrass you and put you in a bad light in front of the other person. So not only is he trying to um, turn Jason off to her for you know whatever, think, you know, making him second guess his liking of Christina, um, he he wants to manipulate him into backing away because of the negative energy, so he will mentally associate, oh, I shouldn't mess with Christina because I don't want to deal with that Jeremy guy, you know. Some people will back down. Some people will see that as a challenge. However, that's the intention. So one of the ways that you could counteract that is just don't give them the rise that they want. What they want is for you to get upset. They want you to be emotional so you cannot think clearly. You can't make a rational decision. They want to make you seem like the crazy person who's overreacting. So you have to stay calm. Someone said, uh, what's the actual definition of gaslighting? I keep hearing the term, but I don't really know. I'll tell you in a second. Um, thank you for listening. Someone says they usually respond with why are you being sensitive or insecure? Uh someone else says if she did decide to get with him, it would get only get worse. That is so true. Um, someone else had gave the definition of gaslighting and is trying to get someone to doubt the truth of their own perception. That's right. Uh someone else says he uh, he wants to make her feel insecure so she feel like he would be the best thing to happen to her. Now, this is this is another angle. I'm glad this person brought this up because sometimes people think that making your life a living heck will make it so that you turn to them. It's, you ever seen in the movies how... Um, like the popular guy and the popular girl would be together, but the popular guy would be a bad guy, right? Any guy that shows his girl interest, he's very territorial, and he wreaks havoc in these other guys' lives to make sure they stay away, right? Because what they think is that if they terrorize her enough into isolation she will feel like there's no other option this is the intimidation tactic these people do not think very far ahead but they are relentless and so they use their intimidation to make people feel like they have no other choice so great job everybody let's go on to the next all right now let's go on to jasmine and myron Okay, Jasmine and Myron are driving home from a party. Jasmine is upset with Myron because she caught him staring at another woman multiple times. She asked Myron to stop staring, but caught him doing it again one final time before she asked him to take her home. Jasmine is disgusted by the way Myron has been behaving and is explaining why she feels she cannot trust him. Myron says she is overreacting and men are going to look. It's not my fault she has her butt and breast out. It's distracting, he exclaimed. He also suggested that Jasmine is no better because she recently liked the picture of a guy with his shirt off on Instagram. Ultimately, Myron agrees that he shouldn't have looked and promises to never do it again. He later found the girl on Instagram and liked three of her most suggestive photos. (laughs) So what is Myron doing here? What is Myron doing here? Someone else commented, I dealt with this in high school. Once guys started bullying me because His girl liked me. Yeah, very common in high school. It never stops, though. Uh, Someone said payback. Myron is doing payback? Mm. Someone says, all right, see ya. Thanks for chiming in. Someone said trying to hook up. Someone says disrespecting her boundaries. Another person says holding resentments and using them to justify his behavior. Someone else says, petty. Okay, now, someone else says, he wants, to re- to, he wants a reason to cause her to act out of character. These are all true. And I would say that Myron is using two types of manipulation tactics here. Um, first of all, primarily, he's using a deflection tactic. Now, when she brings up what he did and she makes a valid argument, what does he do? He distracts. He deflects and says, well, you like the guy's picture on Instagram. He had his shirt off. That's nothing different, right? So instead of just acknowledging and accepting his wrong, he's going to first put up a front, deflect, distract. Why? Because he doesn't want to admit that he's wrong because he doesn't want to see himself as a bad person then he goes on to agree with her. He agrees with her and then goes further to um, do more behind her back. Now here's, there's two things going on here. He agrees and then does something else that he knows she wouldn't like. That's called pseudo-listening. He just said, mm-hmm, yeah, you're right, mm-hmm, I won't do it again. He doesn't really mean it. He's not sincere. He's going to do whatever he wants. So that's called pseudo-listening. And then when he goes on Instagram to find the girl and likes her photos, that's just his new way of being more sneaky about it. So what did he do? He deflected, okay, first line of defense. That didn't work. Second line of defense is, I'm just gonna agree with you so you can shut up. And then he realized, his third third, um, defense is, I just have to get sneakier about it, okay? She's not gonna stop me from looking at other women and engaging with them. I'm just not gonna do it around her and I'm gonna do it behind the scenes. And unfortunately, sometimes when you expose narcissists for the things that they do, they will pseudo listen to you. They will say, I agree, that is wrong. I was wrong for that. Please forgive me, blah, blah, blah. Tear, 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 cry, cry, cry. And then they just find a sneakier way to do exactly what they know that you don't want them to do. Someone says, um, he's hurt and feels disrespected. He's taking it further. On this one, I feel that, that Myron is just being selfish. He's doing what he wants to do. He's not the type of person that needs to be in a relationship because obviously he's struggling with lust issues. That's really what's going on at the core. He's obsessed with lust in other women's bodies, and there's nothing that Jasmine can do to fix that ever. She cannot fix that. She's just gonna have to keep finding little bit of evidence here, little bit of evidence there, a little bit of evidence here. And um it's never gonna stop. You know, these are the types of situ- situations where women will feel like, oh, he's looking at these girls. Let me change my my whole appearance. Let me fix my body. Let me change my hair. Let me do this and that so I can fix it and he can look at me and not them, and it will not work. Because as many of, of you women who are in your 30s and older, you know if, um, the if a guy wants to do this, you can be Beyonce Jr and he will cheat on you with somebody random that that is not as, as half as attractive as you are, and I don't wanna put it that way, but let's just put it this way. He will date somebody that he says is not his type behind your back or sleep with them and still cheat on them when you look gorgeous. And this is how a lot of women end up in, with body dysmorphic disorder and disordered eating and body image issues because they think no matter what I do, I can't make my man stop cheating. And they think it's because they're ugly. If I get a little filler here, and I get some more extensions here, and I get a, a you know, lipo here, and I put my fat here, and I do this, and I do that, and va-voom, va-voom, va and he still has an unquenchable desire for women of all types and flavors. <laughs> and it is a bottomless pit of sorrow he's never going to be fulfilled and neither are you someone said so true facts upon facts that's right so um so here here's The tactic, this is what it's going to look like, okay? When someone is using this manipulation tactic on you, they're going to be, they're going to pretend to be hurt that you're saying what you're saying. They are now going to be hurt because you are mad at them. Because you said that they were wrong for doing something. You are now the enemy. You are now the bad guy because you called them out. Have you ever seen people do that? Hmm. Um, that top that topic I can talk about one day. Uh, chocolate giggles. I can talk about that one day. <laughs> I can talk about that. Um, but yes, you've seen them do this. You've seen them flip the script. Now, how how all of a sudden are you the bad guy because you have a problem with something they've done to you, right? Um, they don't believe that they've done something wrong, okay? This is why you're you're talking and going back and forth over and over again because you don't understand. This person doesn't think that they're wrong. It's, it's not that they don't get it, they do get it, but they don't want to accept what you're saying regardless. Do you get what I mean? They don't want to accept what you're... Have you ever, you know, when you were a teenager and let's say your parent called you out on something And in front of their faces, you denied it, and you said, no, that's not true, blah, 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 blah. And then, but later on, you knew deep down inside your parents were right. Okay, it's the same thing. They know exactly what they're doing. They just don't want to be called out on it, so they're going to deflect at first. Okay. They're going to bring up anything that you've done, whether it's irrelevant or not. They're going to bring something up irrelevantly, throw it in there and say, well, you did this. Well, what about when you did that? Oh, like you did this. They're going to throw that in there to distract, okay? Why? They want to get you emotional and in your feelings so you can get off topic, okay? They want you to feel guilty and feel like you're jumping on them and you're, you're taking it out, you're taking it too far. This type of person is passive aggressive and they want you to basically yield to their pre- passive aggressiveness. So the way that you deal with this is you stay unaffected. Don't give them the anger that they want. Um, all they're going to do is make you seem like you're the bad guy, so don't err uh, at them. Don't do that because that's what they want. That's what they're going to use to say, oh, "Look, look what she's doing. She's, she's screaming at me or he's doing this, he's doing that. Trust your intuition and just get away. Okay, because a passive-aggressive person, their biggest tactic is making you wonder if you were really wronged. They wanna make you doubt yourself. They are the kings and queens of gaslighting. They don't want you to trust your intuition. They want you to blindly trust them. They're gonna make you wonder if you really were offended. Well, was it really wrong? She, yeah, she did have her breast out. I mean, even I noticed it. Well, uh-huh. I guess a man is gonna look. I can't be mad at, well, I did like that guy's picture on Instagram. They're going to make you doubt yourself. And that's how you know you're dealing with a passive-aggressive person. Okay. Someone says, what was that word you used? Pseudo-listening. Pseudo-listening. It starts with a P. Pseudo-listening. And you look it up. And this is what they do to... um, And that one sucks so bad. Let me... I'll just give you this if someone if you talk to someone till you're blue in the face and they still never change they're a pseudo listener this is a person that doesn't think that they do wrong that means that they're always right and they also um don't respect you so that's why they don't change anything they don't care they don't care that it bothers you i promise you the only reason why they're agreeing is because they're tired of hearing it. They're tired of, they don't like confrontation. They don't want you going on and on about it. So they're trying to cut you off. They know that disagreeing is just gonna make you argue harder. So instead of doing that, they are just saying, you know what, you're right. Yeah, you're right. I guess that was wrong. I see what you mean. And, and nothing, nothing, not a thing has changed and will change. Someone says, "They know you're right, just want you to go crazy trying to prove yourself." Yes." Someone says, "That's deep. We do that a lot as men to women. Yes. Okay. now, let's go to our last example, but if I have time, I will go into um, one final bonus. Last example, example. Daniel and Sean. Okay, Daniel and Sean. Daniel works under Sean, who is the senior advisor in their department. A a major inventory problem arises, and Sean wants Daniel to solve it. He gives Daniel little information, a fast deadline, and a vague objective. Daniel works very hard all week on the task and presents it to Sean. Sean isn't satisfied. He doesn't identify what is wrong with Daniel's solution, but says it won't work. He tells Daniel to try again, explaining that his plan needs to align more with the department's objective. Daniel tries again with a different approach. He presents the new approach to Sean, and he likes it. He gives compliments to Daniel on his strategic skills but he doesn't move forward with the plan. Soon, Sean becomes upset about a separate matter. He again asserts that what he actually wants done isn't being done. When Daniel asks him to clarify, Sean is vague and doesn't give a clear explanation or direction about how to handle the problem. He is now threatening to fire someone. How is Sean manipulating Daniel? How is Sean manipulating Daniel? Yes, somebody else says, and they will always apologize just to shut you up, talking about the last thing, yes. Someone says, sounds like a politician. (laughs) Yeah, does sound like a politician. What is Sean doing to Daniel? He gives Daniel an assignment. He wants it done now. He doesn't give him a lot of information. Daniel works on it. He's like, here. He's like, no, this won't work. Just fix it. Daniel fixes it. He goes back, and he's like, here. Sean's like, yeah, I like that. Still doesn't use it. Now Sean's on to something else. He's mad. He's like, ah, oh, this is not getting done right. Daniel's like, okay, what's wrong? Sean's like, ah, oh, you know, it's just not being done right. I'm about to fire somebody. What is Sean doing? Someone says, belittling misinformation, puppet master. Mmm. Someone else says, retaliation. How so? Anybody else? What is Sean doing? Anybody in here from the corporate world seen this type of thing before? Someone says, devaluing him. Someone says competition. Mm, 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 mm. Someone says I don't know. <laughs> Someone says playing on his knees for approval. Yes. Someone says dismissing. Someone says he wants to destroy his confidence because he feels like he's a threat. Yes. 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 Y'all all are getting it. You're getting it. Yes. Some of y'all I can know. I know y'all have done this. Y'all have seen this before. All right, so um, someone said, I just jumped in. Basically, we're, we're talking about a hypothetical situation. Daniel works for Sean. Sean is basically always complaining about things not being done right. He wants fast deadlines. He gives very little information, no direction, can't explain anything, but he's about to fire people. He's just like a tyrant. Okay, let's get into it. What, what is Sean doing? This is the terrorizer tactic. The terrorizer tactic is is used by um, an intimidator. This is another intimidation. This is a form of intimidation. It's corporate intimidation. It's when somebody that is above you feels threatened by you. So what they do is they put you in impossible situations so that they can set you up for failure. They withhold information, push you to perform under extreme circumstances so that you can fall on your face so that their job is protected. They feel threatened, okay? This person is being vague so that you never really catch on to what they want. So it just keeps looking like you are incompetent so you can lose your job or never be in a position to outdo them. This is a a way to push somebody down and keep them beneath you so you can protect yourself. Okay? Um, this This is another tactic that's used by somebody who's secretly incompetent themselves. When they themselves don't know how to fix the situation, they have no idea. I don't care what position they're in, okay? I don't care if they're a millionaire, they're a senior executive, it doesn't matter. When a person is secretly incompetent and they see somebody with extreme competence rising, what they're gonna do is they are smart enough to sabotage you, okay? And when somebody said, that they know that daniel needs the validation that's right daniel is obviously he has the spirit of you know a finisher somebody who is excellent this is the reason why he's on Sean's radar. Sean can see that in him. So he knows that he wants his approval. He's going to withhold that approval so that that Daniel will never feel confident enough to keep driving forward. It's a whole, it's a psych, when I say psychological warfare, this is psychological warfare. If you want to see this entire episode, it's going to be available later on tonight in, you know, everywhere podcasts, you can listen to it, okay? Apple, Audible, um, Spotify, all of these different places. So this is what they do to enable you. Now, this person, this is how it's going to look, okay? This is how you know somebody's using the terrorizer tactic on you or um, intimidation tactic. So basically, anywhere you listen to podcasts, if it's on Spotify, Audible, or any any place, that's, it's going to be available there. Okay? um, This person is going to seem impossible to please. No matter how hard you work, it doesn't matter. They just aren't happy. Okay? They stay elusive with what they want. They never really say exactly what they want. They just say, you know, it it has to just be a little bit more you know, more colorful, or it just, it has to be m- more, um, you know, um, creative. They use vagueness because secretly they don't even know what they're talking about. That's why they can't even effectively communicate it to you. So when they're telling you what to do, you will never have enough information, but sometimes people do this on purpose. They veil their incompetence, okay? And the way that they reward people, To stay loyal to them is through pats on the back. Oh, did you see what Sharon did? Sharon did an awesome job on that presentation. Sharon, you did, I mean, you did so great. Wow, everybody clap for Sharon. She did so amazing. Yes, so this is how they keep their loyal people in line, okay, and ignoring what they do. They seek a submissive person. This is what they want. They want somebody who's submissive, someone who's just going to be quiet and do what they say, don't talk too much, don't ask too many questions, just do what you're told, okay? Usually they're in positions of power, and and they are very clever, okay? So when you're in a situation like this, you just have to make a decision on how long you're going to stay there. So it's uh, LaBeau's Life Lessons, L-A-B-E-A-U-D. Someone says, I deal with that at work, but eventually they will get exposed. This is true. All right. Someone says, a lot of them are in the military. I believe that. (laughs) I do believe that. Okay, do we have time for one more? I don't know. You know, it's it's so funny because I never know. Okay, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna do one more real real fast. And remember, next week we're gonna talk about the most common phrases um, manipulators use and what their true meanings are. All right, for our flash round. Um, the way I said you deal with these people is, well, I did a whole series on how to deal with people like this who are secretly envious of you. That was the one before that. It's available now. Um, but, uh, but eventually, you're just going to have to make a strategy on your exit plan because sometimes these people aren't going anywhere. Okay, so here we go. Brian and Shonda for our, our bonus Brian is barely putting any effort into his marriage he doesn't help with the children he's not supportive of his wife's career or emotional needs Shonda his wife has asked that he plan a date for them as she usually makes all the dates celebrations and vacation plans without any help from Brian. Yet, once again, Brian accuses Shonda of pressuring him too much. Shonda is finally done with not having what she considers to be a real partner in marriage. She breaks up with him after this pattern has been consistent over the entire 10 years of their marriage. Two months later, after the breakup, Brian is posting his new girlfriend. In the post, he brags about the elaborate weekend trip he had planned for his twin flame. In the pictures, he and the new woman are wearing matching outfits and he has gifted her with her favorite discontinued perfume. What manipulation tactic was Brian using with Shonda? What manipulation tactic was he using on Shonda? They were married 10 years, he doesn't help her with the kids, doesn't help her with the plans, doesn't make dates, doesn't doesn't really pitch in. She feels after 10 years she's had enough, she's left. All of a sudden, now he's with a new woman. Suddenly, he has all of this knowledge on how to plan. They plan outfits, he planned the trip. He's buying her gifts that are special and unique. Someone said same as the first scenario. Kind of. Someone said triangulation, devaluation. That's a that's a sprinkled in there a little bit. Someone said bread crumb crumbing, not necessarily. Did I stump y'all on this one? I'm gonna give give a little bit more time. Come on, y'all! All of a sudden, now he knows how to plan dates. He knows how to plan whole trips. Someone says gaslighting. Someone says Shonda should communicate to him what she expects. She did, she, that's the thing, she did. It was consistent over 10 years. Someone says he wanted to make her feel like she was the wrong one. Ooh, that's deep. Somebody said we stumped. <laughs> Someone said passive belittlement. That's a good one, passive aggressive. That is true, that's, that is true, because um, definitely he posted those pictures on purpose. Someone says, discarding? Mm-mm. Well, yes. There's two things at play here. There's two things at play. Number one, well, three. Number one, the main thing is he was playing dumb the whole time. He was playing like it's it's a weaponized incompetence. I, they act like they're helpless. They don't know how to help with the kids. I don't know how to plan this vacation stuff. This is not my thing. Love isn't about planning dates, all this romance stuff. You know, I'm just not into that. That's not how I do things. I, I, that's not my strength. He was playing dumb, weaponizing competence. That's number one. The second thing is he was reverse discarding her. So he was basically making her want to leave him on purpose because he had mentally checked out a long time ago. So this is why she had been dealing with it for so long. He was just waiting for her to get the hint and finally leave. And then finally, the third thing was being passive aggressive. He posted those pictures on purpose to just give her one more poke to say, see, I knew what I was doing all along. I, this could have been you, but I didn't really want to do that for you. Not you, I could do it, but I, I wouldn't do it. Not for you. So that was the last jab to make sure that she saw what he was capable of with his twin flame. So this is the, the where the psychological warfare comes in is to make her think that, oh wow, well maybe if I would have been more matched to him, you know, maybe she's the match and I wasn't. And that's why, no, it's because he, did, he realized at some point early on in the marriage he really wasn't into it, maybe never really wanted it in the first place. And I, to, I told somebody this yesterday. Some of you ladies are envious of other women's proposals, not even realizing that the only reason why the proposal happened was because she was going to break up. That proposal was to save the relationship. Now she's married to somebody who don't really want her. and What happens? Reverse discard. They're going to do everything to try to get you to break up with them. And then when you finally do, you're going to see them do the most for somebody else in their love bombing phase with the next person. Someone says, this is so traumatic. It definitely is. Someone said, bruh is evil. Right. Someone says, right, the reverse discard always stumps my neurodivergent brain. Literally cannot fathom. That's why I call this psychological warfare, because this these are the types of strategies that some of us, we couldn't, we, this is not a part of the way we're wired. Like, we don't even know how to think on this level to be to be this way, you know, to come up with strategies to psych someone out and reverse psychology to make them, you know, kneel to or yield to our bidding unawares and um, this is the reason why people think well why didn't you see that because I don't even think like that I don't even think in those ways to scheme and plot like that you know someone says and if she told anyone they can discredit her and say look at him now yes somebody's Somebody's on. Somebody is really on. That is, come on. If she was to go to anybody, and this is a, another reason why a lot of these ladies don't leave these situations and they know they should, is because they know nobody's going to believe them. All they saw was, a, he's a good man. Is he gambling? Is he beating you? Is he cursing you? Is he cheating on you? Is he, is he doing this? Is he doing that? You got a good man. Ain't nobody perfect. Girl, don't don't go by other people's relationships. He's a good man. What you complaining for? You plan a date. Thank you. Someone says, my parents are married just to look good in front of others. It's obvious they don't want each other. Yeah. Someone says, the scenario happened to me and my wife. The issue was when I planned, she was busy. Hmm. Someone says, this makes me think I don't belong here. Hmm. Someone says, sounds like control issues. Someone says, if I wanted to start studying more into this kind of stuff, what words would I look up? Good question. Um, You can look up manipulation, persuasion tactics. Uh, You can look up human behavior. You can look up mind control. You can look up narcissism. Um, I research a lot of stuff. I love, love, love reading. I, I read 10 times more than I talk, and that's why I always have so much to share. Someone says, my mom had me to make her ex jealous and he wasn't even thinking about her. He was already married. Oh, um, someone says I. I just. The world is full of pyrenees in love. Hmm. I never heard that word. Someone says they only see the surface. Another says and most people co-sign narcissistic actions because it's so normalized in our society. So true. That's why I'm glad all of this information is, has exploded over social media about this. Someone says can you pretend to be my dad and say I love you son. I'll be back from the store. <laughs> oh man. So uh so so he says so you Feel gaslit by everyone. It's a battle to remain in the right. Someone says this stuff is so powerful, but needs to be known. It's all about perspectives. Yeah. Well, guys, that's all I have this time. Next time, we're gonna talk about the phrases they use. This episode and all the other episodes are available on any typing, listening of listening service, Um, even on Amazon. I think it's Amazon Music. So um, yeah tune in i'll be here again next sunday same time and remember you can change if you really want to thanks for hanging out so appreciative of all of you guys' wise words i really thank you thank you thank you i really really appreciate you guys bye see ya